I haven't been on my podcast all day and I felt you know drawn towards different things today has been one of those days where it feels like um it feels like it should be a significant day but you know that it's not one because you're still being provoked bothered and watched constantly by many different forces and you know the more you know you try and you're you're feeling like i would just say me i'm feeling like I need to pray, I need to meditate, I need to grow closer to God, I need to do something. And the devil wants so bad for me to believe that, you know, I've already lost or there's nothing that I can do or everything that I'm doing is for nothing or that everything that I'm doing is pointless, is I'm getting no return on it, no return investment, no return on my investment, no ROI. And in reality, I know that, you know, if that were even true, he wouldn't have to work so hard to get me to believe it. Because even as, you know, I am trying to just be, I just want to be, even if that is true, whether it's true or not, I'm not worried about it. I'm just trying to be. And as I'm trying to do that, he's just, no, I don't want you to do that either. I don't want you to just be because you are actually getting a return on your investment you are actually getting something out of this you are actually making a difference you are actually still just as much as a threat you are today or any other day but you know i was hoping that would work and i don't know what it what it's about because it feels like if that were if you were if that were your if that's what you wanted to work then uh, didn't it because i'm not fighting you on it but the fact of the matter is, there's no way it could possibly work, whether I was fighting on it or not, whether I knew about it or not, whether I could feel it or not, even though I can still feel it, like, it doesn't matter. Whether I know it or not, they still know it. And that's, what's the part, that's what bothers them. What bothers them is not the fact that I know it, it's the fact that they know it. And the funny thing is, I have been saying the whole entire time that it's not, you know, the fact that you know it, it's the fact that I know it. And I guess it's both. But even on the days when I feel like I don't know it, they still know it. And I and I scroll through, even though, you know, the devil's working so hard over time to get me to believe that I'm insignificant or that the things that I'm doing are insignificant. I scroll through and find out that they're so significant. Even the smallest little things that seems that they're supposed to be is very insignificant, like crumbs are very significant and you know i'm it's not even about being flattered it's plat it's so it's way past excuse me it's way past being flattered i'm not flattered and i'm past being disturbed as well but um i cannot say i'm past being frustrated about it That's what I'm trying to get past, being frustrated, allowing it to frustrate me. But I'm realizing that, you know, the devil wants to keep me frustrated about it because he's so frustrated about it. He's so frustrated that no matter what, I'm still who I am. No matter what, God still made me like this. God still born has, you know, birthed me to be like this. He made me like this before 
the world was formed. I am this star. I am this person. I am this being. I am this spirit. And he has placed this power in me that no man can take away. And that's frustrating. But, you know, the one thing that I remember saying earlier was with great power comes great responsibility. And I didn't say it, you know, but that's what I remember saying earlier today to kind of remind myself what I'm going through. But God said that to me. With great power comes great responsibility. He said this to me two, almost three years ago. And when he said it, it was right after he told me what was to come. That in the coming days, we were going to be facing tribulation. That it was going to be the hardest days we had ever experienced. Right before it's good forever. And God does not break a promise. So when God promises a good forever... A happily ever after. That's definitely something to look forward to. That's definitely something to keep fighting for. That's definitely something to be sure about. So. That being said, I'm very sure about what God said. I'm very sure that he meant it. I'm very sure that he's going to. That that's coming to pass. I'm very sure that that's well on its way. Especially with everything lining up. Like I was sure when he said it. But the fact of the matter is that even after he said it. Now everything is just happening. And the devil is working overtime to pull this veil over our eyes and our minds and our hearts. He's working overtime to pull the wool over our eyes. To get us to believe that this is not happening. That this possibly could happen in. 2,000 more years. It's taken 2,000, hasn't it? Or this, you know, how many times have the, you know, the return of Jesus Christ been, people have been saying it's so near, it's so close for how many years? You know, and it's like he's trying so hard to pull people away from Jesus, and it's a reason why we're being pulled towards him. There's a reason, and the thing about it, I I would say that Jesus is trying so hard to pull us towards him, But the thing about it is, I don't want to say it like he has to try harder just because the devil is. They are not a match. Satan is not Jesus' match. Satan is barely a match to Archangel Michael. Satan Satan will not be in the same room as Jesus. Satan will never be able to fight Jesus. Jesus comes down and says... Get behind me, Satan. And that is it for Satan. That's it. He says it and that is his fate. He says where he goes and that's where he goes. They don't fight. The fight is not between Jesus and Satan. The fight is between your soul and where it's going. Hell or heaven. That's the fight. So, one thing I know for a fact is that these principalities and powers of darkness that whenever jesus is in the room they don't they're not there they're they're running they're past running they disappear when he shows up because they don't have that power they're not his match so i'm saying this to say that you know there's no confusion 
there's there's nothing to be misconstrued about it. Jesus does not have to work harder because he's already working his hardest and has been working his hardest since the day. I want to say since the day he was born, he has always existed. But Jesus has always been working his hardest for you, for everyone. So if there's no Jesus is working harder in these last days, no. He's working like he's always been working, which is the hardest anyone ever works ever. And Satan, yes, he's working harder. He's working harder because the reality of that fire that goes up forever and ever, that bottomless pit that he's going to be thrown into, that's that reality is getting closer and closer, nearer and nearer for him. So, at this point, I'm I'm not... I'm not surprised at the emotional roller coaster that I'm constantly on. I'm really not surprised because it's a battle for my soul. Just like it's a battle for battle for your soul, it's a battle for all of our souls. So it's, it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. The obviously the best way to avoid that is to have confidence in Jesus and don't allow the devil to trick you into anything but the fact of the matter is is this these are tribulation this is tribulation so if you're not being tested meaning if you're it's so easy for you to trust that it's Jesus all the time okay great but that's something to worry about because in these days even the toughest even the strongest, even the most faithful and most loyal believers are being tested to their limits. That is the point. He wants you to be tough. He wants you to be strong. And he wants he wants the best of the best in this forever that he's promising. This happily ever after, he doesn't want somebody who, you know, if it came down to it, you were going to switch on him. You're going to be evil or you're going to do something to destroy all of the good he's done. There will be no more evil. So he doesn't even want you to be tempted to be evil. He doesn't want you to be provoked to be evil. And he doesn't want you to be able to go go changing your mind. You if you are on this side, you're on this side, and that's just what it is. And I would be a liar if I said that that's so easy for me to be just do. I'm on Jesus' side. I'm with him, and I'm faithful to him and loyal to him, and I'm confident in God no matter what. But if I'm not being tested to make sure that under any circumstance that's where I am and that, you know, I still have these emotions where I have to battle this because I'm not a robot. So I do have my emotions and God knows exactly what to test in order to bring you out the person you need to be. And if you're not being tested in that way, then I'm sorry to tell you that it's, you're maybe not who you think you are to him. Because this is not easy for nobody who's really going. I'm sorry, it's not happening. I don't, you can say, oh, I didn't do what you did or I haven't committed the sin that you've committed or I'm not as bad as this person. I'm not as bad as that person or whatever it is that makes you feel like you don't deserve any type of tribulation. What I'm telling you is that you're not if you're not going through it, 
that's something you maybe need to be worried about. Is your relationship really genuine with God? Are you really who you think you are to him? Because I'm telling you right now, and this is not saying it in any type of self-righteousness. This is not saying it in a way where I feel like I'm better than you. I'm on a better level than you or anything. But what I'm saying to you is that if you're not being tested to the fullest extent of what you're capable of or what you have, like if you're not being tested beyond anything you've ever been tested before, then you're probably not where you need to be. And I have no doubt in my mind that if you're, you know, you know that before somebody has to tell you that, you know that. But if I'm telling you this and you don't know that, then I I don't know. I can't relate. The only thing that I can say is that I know for a fact that he is testing the ones he's planning on taking. Because if why would he why would he not test you? Why would he not make sure that you're going to be strong enough? Why would he not make sure that you're going to be able to survive in that type of environment? Why would he not make sure that you're loyal and faithful to him under any circumstance? Why wouldn't he? So, all throughout the Bible, mostly New Testament, but you can find it in the Old Testament as well. Old Testament and New God says that you have to endure in order to be like him. And you have to be like him to go where he is, to make it to heaven. You have to be like Jesus. And to be like Jesus, you have to suffer like he suffered. But take heart because he made it through and so can you. That's the point. And... A lot of times I say, you know, well, Jesus was perfect, so of course he made it through. He wasn't, he didn't have to be tested, and he didn't have to go through all these different things that we go through as imperfect human beings because he was perfect. And the fact of the matter is, that's why it was harder. He was perfect, so he suffered way more than we would ever have to suffer. That's why he says, take heart because I made it through, you can make it through. So we're still making it, even though we have succumbed to a lot of these different things that Jesus never succumbed to. And if he can make it through never succumbing to any of these temptations or any of these different things that have, that have altered us, then we definitely can make it. And we have. You've succumbed to these different things in this world. You've actually sinned. You've actually made mistakes. You are not perfect. Jesus was. And he did it. He did it better than anybody could ever do it. He died for all of us. You. You get to make mistakes and you still get to be forgiven for them because he died for the forgiveness of your sins. He did it so that you don't have to. And because of that. You're good. You're paid for. So, yes, the, the fact of the matter is, it's actually the opposite. If I ever said that because Jesus is perfect, of course he can do this. Of course, it's, it's so easy for him because he's perfect. I was wrong. The fact of the matter is, because Jesus is perfect, that's what made it harder. That's what made it the hardest. And we don't even have to be perfect and we still have the opportunity to make it through. Because 
he died for us. He died for that fact. He died for that opportunity for us. So when it comes down to it, I know that everything's going to be okay and everything's great and everything's going to be all right. That doesn't mean that, you know, and I'm not trying to make excuses. I hate that I have to say that because now it sounds like I am. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not going to face these different emotions and go through these different um, situations where I'm, te- where I'm questioning where I am and where I should be. That's really part of it. That's the point. But what I'm saying is that I know that I can work harder to trust God on those days more. To have faith in him more. And even when it feels like you should have less faith, that's when you should have the most. I know that I can work harder to do that. I know that I can use this as a reference. I know that this can be my encouragement on those days where I feel like I have none. And especially the idle days. It's like the days that are really good and the days that are really bad are the easiest. The idle days are the hardest when you don't know which is which. When you don't know whether it's a really hard day or whether it's a really good day. It's just really a what 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 kind of day is this kind of day. That those are the hardest days. Because you feel like it should be one or the other. And since it's not one or the other, you wonder what does that mean? What does it mean for you? What does it mean for what's going on? What's what's going to happen? Now imagine having an idle week, an idle month, an idle year. Trust me, I understand. But regardless of anything, I know that out of all that's happened to me, out of everything that's going on, I cannot question what God showed me. I cannot question what he's made clear to me what he's made known to me what i know has happened no matter what someone else tries to tell me someone can try to tell me that this didn't happen that didn't happen this isn't this or that isn't that and it still will be because these are the facts and since i cannot question that this is exactly what happened to me what was told to me and what is true then i know that these days were so confusing and it's so it's tossed around all over the place i'm still lucky to have that there's people who are out here who don't even have that confirmation i mean i don't believe he will leave his I'm, i believe that we serve a thorough god and he's not going to leave his people without confirmation but there are people who he is testing in that way where I want you to show your faith and your trust in me without that confirmation. I have that confirmation. I can refer back to it and I'm still being tested and still questioning some days. Imagine somebody who doesn't even have that for reference. So I understand that I'm blessed. So very blessed. Even with all of the extra just responsibility i would just call it responsibility even with all the extra responsibility that i have i'm blessed to have that confirmation i'm blessed to be using the way that he's using me i'm blessed to be who i am to god and so are you because we're also one to god he loves us all he shows no partiality so that being said hope i can offer some some encouragement because i definitely feel encouraged and 
know. It's all in the knowing.